Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Now, the biggest battle of them all. Seven and six versus seven and six. I would say Cleary, you know, obviously in better form than DCE. And I would say Munster in better form than Luai. But I would say all four players are in form, in my opinion. I'd say the only concern I have is probably DCE's defence at the moment. His attack, in my opinion, has been quite good. And he's lifted Manly out of so many games and, and won it for him. But... I think that the biggest concern for Queensland is making sure that they are all on board with the same defensive system. How do you see, Timmy, how do you see six and seven playing out in the battles? I'm glad you said a defensive system because I wanted to get uh, your boys' thoughts on it. We've, we speak most weeks about DC sort of, def- it can be a bit of a defensive liability for Manly. And this is where, where Origin becomes such an exciting arena because you go, Manly's edge basically plan all their defense around dce and how he locks into his back roller and goes very hard on so they play that up and in defense mm. but when you get to the origin arena you might have a, a you know a couple of manly players on, on one side where they'll go up and in playing with a couple of melbourne players who are massive up and out sliding defense <coughs> so you've got to find that right uh, the, the happy medium that keeps everyone you know comfortable in their new yep. system isn't it mm. so how that edge of dce the blokes outside, they're going to have to come and play the up and in defence, aren't they, do you mm. think? Or how do you see it unfolding? Because mm. I, think, I think Billy sits down with DCE mm. and says, this is the system we're going with and, and basically trusts DCEs because DCE, one of the best sevens we've seen, this generation, incredible player. He's got the skill set. We know he can defend. We've seen it happen heaps of times. It's just been every now and then he has a game where you just like some of the decision-making – uh, and, you know, I would say probably last series defensively, he, he struggled a little bit. And I do think Freddie Fittler targeted him. I think in that first game, could you please check for me? But I'm pretty sure first game, DC makes 30 plus tackles last year. So it will be targeted. So, But I think Billy Slater sits down with him and just gives him the storm. This is how we defend. And it's a storm system. Which is huge. Which is basically huge like, DC. it's, I would say the storm system is <coughs> up and slide, 
when you're, you know, they're coming out of their end or whatever. But on their line, the storm actually shoot jam and then get the seven to run in behind and cover in behind. Which DCE does do well. Uh, he, because he does like different, completely different system, but... When he does jam on his back rower, he flies in behind the line to mm. be that extra cover defender when it allows. So, mm. yeah. It's just, it's also sometimes like, you know, he might not put his body in front and he, if he does fly in, if you go in too fast, you, you can miss your um, your target. What do you got there, Manny? Uh, it was game two last year. He made game, 31 tackles. Yeah, 31 tackles game two last year. Like 31 tackles as a half. Oh, I personally think this is a big reason why Tarek Sims has been picked there. Mm, to just make it a nightmare for yeah, him. Make it a nightmare for him. He know Freddie knows that Sims did a job for him last year. Stuck to whatever game plan they had to try and get it. DCE obviously, if he's making thirty tackles in game two, there, game one, they did get the better of them on that left edge as well. So, I think this is where the Sims pick makes sense because mm. he know he know Freddie knows Sims will do what he needs to, and he'll do it for eighty minutes. He'll stick to that game plan the entire time. Yep. So, do you think? How do you think Billy is going to tell the left side to defend? Sorry, the right side. Right side. Yeah, I, I I think they will apply a Melbourne sort of structure, but yeah. I know it's a big call though. Eh? It's Just a huge call, immediately. yeah. But it, I think it's the only way to do it though, because yeah. Manly system at the moment you can't go in with Manly. System. That's what I mean. It's yeah, not working. Yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah. then you have to consider, like this is the edge that New South Wales are licking the lips, going, all right, we can get through this. We can crack this." DC, Gafusi rock solid on his outside. Gagai rock solid. Then it'll be Sel and Cobbo, who's mm. we already said that they're going to target there and have a crack at him and try and, and break him early. The other one there is I would imagine Jeremiah Nanai comes on on that right edge. He might only play 20 minutes, mm. but there's probably going to be a time, I might be wrong, where it's going to be DCE, Nanai, Gagai and Cobbo. We know Nanai's had his defensive issues at times this year. He yeah. is raw as hen's teeth as well. That's an edge where I see opportunity. Yeah, yeah. raw as hen's teeth? Mm. I don't even know if that's a thing, mate. Is it? I, I Let's often, fucking make it. Roar is, <laughs> Roar is hence It could be right, but I often mix up analogies like that. No, I just, just run with it. You just I like it. it. I like it. Can you Google that? Roar is hence I think it is one. Yeah? yeah. Oh, look, we'll play. We'll play with it. I've Googled it and nothing's come up. Oh, Duckies. Timmy. <laughs> Roar is hence teeth. I like it. By the time this podcast goes live, it'll be a thing. Don't know what it means. But <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's fucking Do hard. Do hens have teeth? That's no, what I mean. Maybe that's why it is because yeah. they don't have any fucking teeth. Exactly. Um, look, I think... Basically, what I would be, if I was a coach, I would be saying to DCE, you follow Kafusi Because Kafusi I'm trying to think, best defensive back row in the comp, bar yeah, none. Very good. I mean, there's a reason why he's been in that storm side for so long and no one's taken that spot. And yeah. they've had some pretty good wide running forwards there. So I think, basically, I would be going to DCE and say, this side, like, because DCE in Manly, I think he has Olakawatu, Kola, Kola yep. Saab, they've or Garrett. They've changed a little bit. Yeah, Garrett yeah, yeah. plays left. Um, so he'd be, so be Saab then? Oh, yeah. but Saab was on the left on the weekend because Garrick was back. Fullback, yeah. so, so Garrick's normally left. Okay. Yeah. So we'll just say Saab's on the right. Yeah. So out of that back line at Manly, DC's the experienced guy. And they're all actually quite like Olakawatu, essentially rookie-ish, second year footy, cooler, yeah. rookie, Saab, basically, you know, second year. Whereas I think going into the Queensland camp, if I'm Billy, I'm saying to DC, mate, Kafusi's the guy. Because your four-in is... People often look at the uh, the halfback and go, oh, it's the, you know halfbacks to fold or, or whatever. And sometimes it is when the halfback misses a tackle. But if your four in is really decisive and really good at reads and really good at communicating, like I've got the fucking inside lead runner or whatever. So I would just be saying, I'd be first of all, I'd be doing the the storm system, and I'd be saying, 
whatever Kafusi do, does, you just do that. Mm. Whatever he says, up and in, red, whatever, we just do that because he's got a proven track record of being great in defense. What do you got there, Matty? I've got an update on the hen's teeth. <laughs> um, so it's, it's scarce as hen's teeth. So like exceptionally rare. So it's like on a rainy night, taxis are as scarce as hen's, hen's teeth. So like hen's have no teeth. So in effect, the saying something is so scarce. It's almost <laughs> so not too far not off. Not too far off. Yeah. Hey, raw as hen's teeth. I like raw as hen's teeth better. Yeah. Um, not too far <laughs> off. Thanks, Matty. <laughs> um, <laughs> so look, yeah, really interesting. Now, has Billy confirmed that Selwyn would be on that edge? Because if Selwyn gets put on, so he has confirmed? Yeah, it's been confirmed. Okay, because I was going to say, if he hasn't, maybe he does put Coates on that edge to make it a more Melbourne-ish edge. Mm. Uh, but obviously not. So, yeah, look, really interesting. I think that that's, that's probably the one, that's the elephant in the room at the moment. DC's defence reads have been, haven't been the best lately. Uh, but attacking-wise, I would say his kicking game has been outstanding. Yeah. Um, where else can what do you What do you think DC can bring you know, that is to his advantage. I would say his experience, you know, he's been around the game for so long. He would have seen everything that's come and gone. Do you think that's something that he could lean on? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I just think DCA's job is to just free up Munster. Mm-hmm. Just control that ruck to free up Munster. I, um, you know, you, you said before that Munster's, you know, he, he's playing better than Jerome Luai, and I agree mm-hmm. he is. So it's about Luai, like... You look at the way that Penrith play, they play so much through Billy Army kick out. It was like a second 5'8 now out there. Now that you take, you, you put it to Tariq Sims there, who's, you know, he, he doesn't have that in him. He's mm. a very different. I I think Jerome Luai becomes very interesting. We yeah. know that he can ball play, but the last two years, they've played through Matt Burton and they've played yeah. through Billy Army kick out. I, I love how Luai, you know, a lot of people, you know, say he's got an attitude, rah, rah. He's actually he's selfless. Selfless yeah. as yeah. anything. If you watch that Penrith side, he could be so much more selfish, but he just plays so within the system and his whole job is to make Nathan Cleary, like whatever Nathan Cleary needs, he's there. He's almost got one of the most selfish roles. Selfless Mate, he's roles. the first one to hand the ball off and he's the first one to be there celebrating with whoever gets the chance. Every time. Yeah. Every single time. So although he may not have the flashiness of a Munster, him with Cleary, it's mm. scary. Like we're talking about the next 10 years here, boys. Like fuck me dead. So... It's really interesting matchup. Where do you think Cleary can get the the nod over a guy like DC in Munster? It's got to be the kicking game. It's a fucking good Especially kicking in game. Fuck, <laughs> it's, it's a good kicking yeah, game. Incredible. Actually, Max, one of my notes on the weekend was like, basically, I think the first three tries were were all off either a really good kick, like intercept kick, or like an actual kick to set the try up. And I'm just sitting there going. Honestly, I don't, if I'm like getting young halves coming through my systems as like 16, 17-year-olds, I would seriously start considering like a whole day every week is just for kicking. Like focusing so heavily on that where they can just put it on a dime anywhere they want. Because I think that we're starting to see, have we ever seen, you know, outside of Cooper Cronk, has anyone been as good at kicking as Cleary? I, mean, I think that grand final last year was the best example you had. Nathan it was Cleary. wild. You bet, mate, Adam Reynolds had a cracking kicking game that yeah. game too, but the difference between really good and fantastic can be miles. He was landing it within yeah. like 30 centimetres of the try line every fucking time, making it impossible for the defence to get out of their own end. Like they couldn't catch it in goal. They had to catch it just out. It's just his kicking game is fucking on another level. Like... As I said, Cooper Cronk, you know, I would, I'd probably say Cooper Cronk still has the one of the best kicking games I've personally ever seen. Mm. But I'll tell you what, by the end of his career, I, I think Cleary's probably going to have that. 
that crown. Yeah, crown. If you go back and watch it, and, and Matty, you'll be able to talk about it. Like the kicking game that Adam Reynolds had there, I would almost argue that Adam Reynolds' kicking game in the grand final was better than the kicking game that won Jack White and Clive Churchill in his grand final. Mm. But because Cleary was so good, so good, we didn't even talk about it. Where would you rate Joey's kicking game? Because he had obviously his crazy banana kicks, his torpies. Where would you rate his kicking game? Yeah, I'd at the top of the top yeah yeah as a whole i think there's got like i would i would say that ricky stewart's probably the best long kicker yeah i've ever seen um but joey i think you'd have him in the top would you say better than cooper cronk yes, or different i think it, it, different yeah but I, I would rather have joey yeah okay as my kicker what, what do you reckon Tim? yeah right particularly his short kicking game yep. joey was like pretty well unmatched mm. and there's a video from about two or three years ago when clearly was a rookie at the blues of yeah. just they were sitting there just rolling him in goals. It was Joey and Cleary, and Joey's just in his ear, in his ear. And you saw him, Joey, running through how he was doing, how do he was doing. And then Cleary's just replicating it. And you're going, geez, I'd just love to be a fly on the wall watching that, or fly on the goalpost yep. watching that conversation unfold because Mate. just two genius minds oh, yeah. trying to nail a kicking and game. You, and you talk to Cleary about it, and he's like, fuck, like he's hitting it every time, and he's got his phone in his wallet. Yeah. In the pocket. <laughs> yeah. on and the he side. hasn't played he's for fucking 10 yeah, 15 he's in years. Thongs and yeah. He's just. Oh. Um, I was just going to say, when I was coming through high school, obviously Joey retired by then. And the good thing about Joey is he's 9 out of 10, absolutely everything. But like King Game, you know, he, he almost revolutionised. But when I was coming through, it was um, Kronk versus Lockyer versus Soward. Those those were the three kicking guns when, yep. when I was watching footy growing yeah. up. Hey, Joey, I just think like when you go back and watch Joey's highlights, he was so ahead of the game. Like, <sighs> he just, like, he, he's, he had everything that these modern halves have now, plus all the <sighs> old kind of good stuff that you wanted in your half. Yeah, fuck. Can you imagine Joey in today's game with the science, the training, the fucking statistic, like the video of him being out of, like imagine him with the video that we have now. He would just tear teams <laughs> apart, tear teams apart. Um, so yeah, Cleary King game now, Munster. If there's a, a joker in the deck, it's the fucking mad dog Munster. Do you think Munster's in for another big one? I think so. It sounds stupid, but... <clears throat> He worries me even more with the blonde hair. <laughs> it's just, it's yeah, just I want him wild. I just want him fucking wild. I yeah. want him off. you just going crazy, doing crazy shit. Like a dog off the leash. Um, yeah, Munster, you know, he showed in 2020 what he's capable of doing. I think right now he's in better nick than he ever has been. I don't think there's any argument there. Even when he first burst onto the scene as a fullback, I think he's in better nick now. So, honestly, I think if Cleary or, like, whoever is the better Munster player out of Cleary and Munster... I think their team probably wins. Mm, it's true. It's a good point. Really good point. Um, what a battle, man. What about yourself? I love that they're such different styles or halves pairings, aren't mm. they? Um, you've got Luai and Cleary who are very traditional left side, right side. Mm. When I say traditional, the more modern halves. Yeah. Uh, Munster and DCE have that more. DC will steer the ship through the middle mm. and you'll see the mad dog Munster roaming both sides a little bit and just popping up wherever he feels like he's needed and wherever he senses a, a bit of an attacking opportunity. And I love that um, type of halves. Yeah. I think it works so well and I think it's underutilised in the modern game. Mm. But you do have to have the right 5'8". To do yeah. it, and obviously Munster is perfect for that. Just popping up wherever, um, it's exciting, mate. And oh, yeah. whoever gets the, you know, in terms of the ascendancy on that one, obviously mm. Cleary's got the kicking game. Munster's got the unpredictability. Mm. Uh, it's going to be a cracker. I think with Cleary and Luai too, it's interesting because you get to the Origin Arena and you've got Teddy, who obviously plays both sides of the rucks. Whereas Dylan Edwards, especially in the red zone, he doesn't tend to play down the left side. Mm. So all of a sudden, Luai's coming down his edge and he's always got an extra number that he doesn't normally have in club footy. Yeah, that's a good and point. it's James fucking Tedesco. Yeah, <laughs> one of the best. Um, 
I will say with the the DCE Munster game plan, I think I think actually DCE is going to relish this as long as he just not takes a step back. Cause that's the wrong word, but I just think that you know what, Manly, he's constantly put like he's in every single play, he's in everything, and and they need that because he's their guy. Totally agree with that. But I think the beautiful thing that he did so well in the 2020 series is he was just so structured and laid the perfect platform for Munster to do what he did. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key. If, if, if we can get 2020 DCE that was just so clinical and precise and everything was perfect through the middle, if we get that DCE, that's where I think that they may have a little bit of a leg up because Munster – with a, with a better team around him, being able to do what he did in 2020. But right now, I would probably say Cleary, his just form is so outrageous in that kicking game. So, oh, fuck, it's probably 50-50 for me. The, the, key, the key for me is how Cleary plays and how Munster plays. Mm. Yeah. They're, they're the two guys that are really going to shift the balance in their favour. Can I ask, looking down the track a little bit, DC is obviously the captain, he's 33 years old. Has what Cam Munster's done this year as he elevated himself to the next Maroons captain, do you think? Look, that's an interesting one. I don't, I don't know, even know if Munster wants to be a captain. Mm. You know? I, mm. I, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah. I, I, with a guy like Munster, I don't want to add any pressure to him. I don't want to add anything. I don't want to make him... And he may relish in it. It may take him to a new level. You look what Benny Hunt's done at Clubland. Like, yep. holy shit, gets named captain. Now he's leading the Dally M. Um, it's an interesting one. Look, you can't go wrong with Munster for sure. Like you absolutely cannot go wrong. Um, but even like a, a Benny Hunt, he's a bit older himself. Um, yeah. There's sort of at an interesting stage where, you know, if DC was to play this year and next year after that, I don't think there's a, an obvious one to go to. Yeah, for sure. Munster, to be honest with you. A Christian Welsh could be another option when he's yeah, back playing. that's a really good point. Um, KP in two years' time. He's already a club captain. A few mm. more years. You wouldn't do it now, but a few yeah. years down the track. It felt like if they didn't want to go with Munster. Yeah. Pending yeah, pending how he goes at the Knights, I think, that's you'd, that's make that selection. Um, if Munster's the face of the Dolphins up there, I think it would be really fitting. Yeah, that's a good point. Or, or the face of Brisbane, possibly. What do you guys think of um, the uh, Tommy Dearden selection at 18th man? over a guy like Sam Walker, for example. You know, you would have... If, if you had betting at the start of the year, I don't think there's a soul alive that would have thought Dearden was going to get the nod over a guy like Sammy Walker. What are your thoughts? I think it makes sense now. Mm. I really do. Um, you know, good defender Dearden. He's solid. I think he's a guy that could also... Not that they need another hooker, but he could jump in at nine if you needed him to. Uh, and my, I, I think his form warrants this pick. I think it's... I think Walker's the more talented player, but I think Jaden has been better this year mm. than Sam Walker, and I, I, I like the pick. I, I, I think it's a good one. I think it sends a message too. It sends a message that we we really are defensive minded. Mm. Uh, you know, did and I feel like if you were like Billy Slater is clearly like I'm going to attack and attack and attack, but you know you look at that backline selection like these are all pretty good solid defenders like even Selwyn that first few weeks struggled but outside of that he's been great Holmes Gagai we know can defend Coates especially the start of the year was outstanding in defense and I wonder whether Dearden is there as well as of like not only do we love good strong defensive sevens and halves but we love people that kind of represent that battler spirit Um, and I think Dearden is is kind of that like that real battler Um, what is interesting about the selection though is that you know, Munster's not really going anywhere soon. Dearden's probably not a seven. So, you know, Sam Walker is a seven. So 
do you think that is an opportunity missed to bring Sam Walker in as an 18th man? Uh, potentially, but you know they might be going with the New South Wales approach. You might see Sammy Walker in their game too. Yeah, maybe. Um, what do you think about the Tommy Eden, Timmy? I don't rate it at all, to be honest. I, I don't understand it. Um, you know, if they bring him in as 18th man, you know, if that extra experience is a game day uh, mm. option. But what happens if 10 minutes into the game, there's a HIA due to, to foul play and he's needed to come in and he becomes the extra man in that side? Like, you don't need him in the halves because if one of the halves goes down, you've got Ben Hunt at nine who slots straight in and Harry Grant comes in and starts. As far as nines go, you're saying, you know, maybe Dean could play nine at a stretch. You've got three hookers there because you've also got Ruben Cotter who can play nine. Mm. They've picked a four-forward bench of all pretty big boys. I just don't see what it achieves. So then if they get an outside back who goes down injured, where do they go from there? You've, because of the four-forward bench, you've got Kurt Capewell who probably slots in at centre, which is not the end of the world, but let's say there, there is a foul play and that 18th man gets initiated Surely you want it being, you know, an outside back coverage. Mm. Oh, I just don't see what Tom did and achieves in that sense. And it's all good and well saying, yep, experience when he does play further down the track. But, you know, they've got a game to win on Wednesday night. And I, I thought there would have been better fits than Tom did. And no knock on Tom did. And mm. I just don't think he's, based on the 17 that was picked, that he was the right fit. Mm. I, I think they're going down the Cooper Cronk, DCE, mm. uh, Benny Hunt. All these boys started on the bench. Yeah, And so if someone does get injured, he comes into that 14 role. And I think you'll find that he'll probably, you know, Harry Grant obviously would go into the nine. Ben Hunt goes into the seven. Harry Grant, they've made it clear they probably don't want him playing 80 minutes yet because of his groin injury. And I think they're trying to mould Dearden in the same mould of Cooper Cronk, DCE, uh, Benny Hunt, Michael Morgan. KP. All, KP. Yeah. All these boys were 14 first before they became like starters. And I think that's where – and I actually think he's a great 14. I really oh, do. I don't disagree with Tim's point, though, about him being 18th man in this game. Mm. I mean, it, who would be your 18th then? Do you go with, like, an arrow or oh, what do you – On the 17 that was picked, not definitely not arrow. I'd go – I mean, just looking at the reserves picked and not going beyond in the NRL at the moment. But, like, they've got um, Tabuai Fido there who can cover 2, 3, 4, 5, mm. 1. Yeah, I see it more like – the halves is such an important. I, I would want to cover my halves the most. Like I, that's that. If I'm uh, worried about HIA concussions, all that kind of stuff, it's the six, seven, six and seven and nine. That if you don't have a genuine one in there, you're basically fucked. They're covered. They've got. They're covered already. Well, to a, to a degree, because you, you, Harry Grant has in, is injured. Just did his groin, so he's missed a week. Uh, also, they've made it really, really clear they don't want him playing 80 minutes. I don't even. I don't think he plays 80 minutes at club either. And so, like, you know, who would be the perfect person to bring on for 10 minutes in that hooking role? In my opinion, it would be Tommy Dearden. Now, I know you've got uh, Ruben Cotter, but I think that Ruben Cotter has been picked for a very specific game style. You take Ruben Cobber out of 13, you put Paddy Carrigan there. You know, Carrigan, can he go 80 minutes in origin with that really big body? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Maybe not. 
Um, but, you know, I think it's just different ways of, of looking at it, to be honest. Would Din be your 18? Would have he been my 18? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Uh, I can understand absolutely why they did it. I'm just trying to think who else I've got there. Probably Reese Walsh would have been my 18th, maybe. Brimo? Yeah, Brimo. Reese Walsh or Brimo. But Dearden defensively has just been so fucking good. And I just love the, how aggressive he is, how much he puts his body on the line. And I, I just think that if you if you go through like by past systems, that Cooper Cronk, that Michael Morgan, DCE, Benny Hunt, all these boys went through this same path and I think that's what they're leaning on is like well, let's bring him the, the same way through that we brought all these other boys through um, so I personally probably wouldn't have selected him but seeing him there I understand it for sure Do you think Fafita can get back into this side for game two? Ooh, all depends on how game one goes really. It's a tough one because like Jai Arrow's even missed out. Uh, Flegler's been outstanding. Mm. Talungi's there um, you know obviously an extended bench Fuck I could, no see, I could see Fafita taking Nanai's spot if the, if things yeah. go pear shape. But Nanai might come on and absolutely fucking kill it. Oh, of course, it. yeah. There's no one else they're, they're, they're missing through injury, though, is there? That's it, right? Christian Walsh and Fafita. Uh, Christian Walsh, of course, yeah, yeah. But he's not going to, yeah. Oh, Fafita's not back for, what, four, four or five, three or four weeks? I think he'll yeah. come back the week. Yeah, he, he won't get selected. Yeah. He won't get selected. He won't get selected. Because I know Billy has made a point of, like, we're not selecting blokes that haven't played any footy. We're selecting players that are fit ready to go, have played a bunch of footy and because uh, they thought that was one of their biggest, uh, I guess, missteps in the series we got towed up was that we had a lot of players that hadn't played any footy. Um, yeah, look, what an absolute battle. What an absolute battle. Who do you think has a better bench? New South Wales. For, oh, oh. I want to say New South Wales, but I just think Grant is such a weapon there. But I love Liam Martin, Kim Gillard and Matto. That's what wins it for me in New South Wales. Favor. Yeah, 15, 16, 17, definitely the Blues. But Grant over Crichton is that sort of, you know, the utility sort of is a lengthy margin ahead. Yeah. Um, mm. Who have you got, Matty? You know what? I'm going to sit on the fence because I reckon Grant maybe just over Crichton, but then you got Carrigan pretty much over everyone in the Blues. But then I've got pretty much the rest of the Blues, then the rest of Queensland. So it's tough. It's pretty I, even. I, I think it hinges on Nanai because you just don't know what... It's the wild card. Like, if he comes out and kills it, you go, well, I think it's probably Queensland because you've got two fucking game breakers and then you've got battlers in the... But I think I, the only reason I just give it to New South Wales is how well Madison's been playing off yeah. the bench this year. That's mm. probably where I'll, where I'll put the point of difference there. Madison has been outstanding. He's another guy that might come out and might even win player of the series. He's, at, he's been playing he's that, that kind game, of footy. Yeah. Uh, if you go look at his stats for this year off the bench... And that's another thing as well is like he's been playing off the bench so he's super used to this role which is really important. It's very hard to if you're a starter usually and then you've got to play off the bench very hard to get in the game. <clears throat> um, but like if they have an injury or HIA in the pack anywhere all of a sudden Matto he could turn into an 80 minute guy for this guy. Yeah, absolutely. He could have huge impact. Alright boys, time for a score prediction. You're, I will go New South Wales uh, 18, Maroons 10. Blues 20 to 12. Uh, High scoring. I'm going to go 24-18 Blues. I'm going 24-22 Queensland. Let's go. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Has anyone ever tipped not their state? 
Actually, leave a score <laughs> prediction. Go to our YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. We're not going to give a prize out to anyone who's not subscribed. Just hit subscribe. It takes literally two seconds. Massively helps the, the, the video. But go to YouTube. Leave your score predictions in the comments section. And we will select three people to give a free case of bloke and a bar uh, away to. So if you get the score right, we'll, let's say there's 20 people to get the score right. We will randomly select three people and give them a case of beer each. You must be 18 to enter. You must be 18 to enter. Uh, the comments section on YouTube, leave your score prediction there uh, and we will select three of the correct answers. If you select it, if you don't get it, if you don't win, but you gave it the right answer, it, that's because there's like 20 people that have got the right answer and we just have to pick three randomly. So um, put the score in for a chance to win a case of bloke in a bar shipped to your door. So you don't have to do anything. It'll just rock up. Are uh, Maddie and uh, Guru eligible or? No, no, not eligible. Get the old Stitch burner account. <laughs> <laughs> Just type in like 20 different scores. Um, now, on to the weekend that was. Oh, we didn't really speak about, you know, Catewell uh, and Murray. Thoughts on that? Yeah, Murray's obviously, uh, he's only played one game back from an injury, but. Murray's just got origin written on his forehead, doesn't mm, he? Yeah. Um, Kate Wally's the experienced guy on this side. He's played centre over the last few years. I think he's been really good for Brisbane. He's been great for Penrith the last few years. So probably rather have Murray. I might be a little bit biased there, mm. but the experience of Kate Wally will be uh, definitely appreciated for the Maroons. If I'm Kate Wally, I'm looking up and that team drops and just going, good God, I've got to go at Cam Murray all night. Like, mm. Knox is going to whack him. He's going to wake up and not be able to move, but he just doesn't miss tackles, and he just fun. chops and chops. I remember when Fafita came into it, it was a massive last job, year, and it was like Fafita this, Fafita that. He's going to kill us, and Murray just went, please, like, and just chopped him all night. All night, he's so good defensively. Yeah. I mean, ending attack. I do think Murray is far more effective as a middle forward, mm. which we've seen uh, this year, but the way it suits the Blues with Yo there is to play him on an edge, and mm. uh, I love Murray in that battle. And also, like, Murray with that kick chase, he's so good in defence if you're worried about Selwyn coming through the middle there. So, uh, yeah, look, going to be a great battle. Going to be a great battle. Kurt Catewell, he was really good that first year. Um, and I think he's been good for the Broncos. And he's just – he's just – you can always rely on him, Kurt Catewell. Like, he's so reliable. So, anyway, let's get on to the team of the week uh, for the orig- uh, for the, the round that was. Uh, also, make sure, grab a case of Bloke in a Bar. We're in every single celebrations – we're in every single bottle where is it Porter's Liquor, IGA Plus Liquor in the entirety of New South Wales and ACT. So if there's one near you and you live in New South Wales ACT, Bloke in a Bar will be there. Get in, grab a case. Also, for the next probably week and a half or maybe a week, we're going for $52 special in bottle across the entirety of New South Wales. So everywhere in New South Wales in the bottle uh, the shop bottle Bloke in a bar is 52 bucks. That's a steal. That's an absolute steal. You got those thousand cases yet or what? Yeah, uh, where are those thousand cases? Jesus. 